0: you are listening to the whiskey tango chaos podcast it's too early for honey butter chicken biscuit i'm an idiot enlisted troops can smell sincerity
1: have either of you
2: bitten the head off the snake again very stereotypical right ever perfectly mediocre normally i have two questions i have three for you okay all right should we do this the chaos starts now. now now Welcome back to the Whiskey Tango Chaos Podcast, episode number two. My name is Clayton Spakes. I'm a Master Sergeant in the United States Air Force. I'm sure you were awaiting, anxiously awaiting our return. We are joined today by my good buddy, Justin Lang. That's me. And <laughs> so we work together uh, out here in Ohio. Um, small world, though, we actually became pretty good friends based on a mutual, sounds weird to call them an acquaintance.
0: Contact. Yeah.
2: Mutual contact are both of our good friends, Mm -hmm. Mr. Kevin Looney, and kind of had that was kind of our stepbrother's moment, I would say. We talked a little bit before, and then I don't know how we noticed if it was like through Facebook we just saw a mutual contact or if it was just talking about locate where we had been or.
0: I think I just kind of generally ask people in our field when I meet them, like, oh, hey, do you know any one of these 50 people? That's
2: fair enough. It's like such a small career field that you're bound to know people. Well, as always, we will start with, uh, what we are drinking on the Whiskey Tango Chaos Podcast, and uh will let the guests go first.
0: Well, I've got a lovely product of Pottsville, Pennsylvania, the infamous, ever-perfectly mediocre Yingling.
2: There you go. Yeah, so we started to say this before the podcast started, and I'm going to get, like, we'll probably lose our tens of subscribers by me saying this, but <laughs> I feel the same about Yingling that I feel about In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger, to me, it's a good fast food burger. It still gets crushed by Five Guys. It gets crushed by Smash Burger. It gets crushed by almost anything I make on my own grill. It's suitable if I'm just going to go through a drive through and get some food. That's how I feel about Yingling. It's like, all right, it doesn't need to be some fancy craft beer, which I love, but it's better than Bud Light. It's better than all of your normal, like, hey, my dad drank this kind of beers. Agree or disagree, good sir? Well,
0: that's the thing. My dad dri- did drink this kind of beer. <laughs>
2: Real quick then. Are you team in and out or are you team Whataburger?
0: I am team, ten thirty at night. It's too early for a honey butter chicken biscuit. See so you get the patty melt, <laughs> spicy ketchup, large Dr. Pepper.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like the specifics of it too.
1: But so that's from Whataburger.
2: Whataburger? Okay. Oh, you've probably never I've had What I've never Whataburger. had
1: Whataburger. Whataburger before.
2: It's delicious.
1: I, and instead I feel like of the like little, instead of the, instead of the oh. little
2: like rinky dink tiny like in and out burgers, like yeah. water burgers are huge. They're too big. Amanda, what you got?
1: I am drinking um, a bottle. It's called eighteen twelve Maryland bourbon whiskey. I found this on these at a gas station on the side of the road on my way home from DC visiting my sister. And to be honest, the label just looked cool. To and
2: clarify, that's... did you buy it in the gas station or from somebody outside of the gas station?
1: I bought it in the gas station. So good call. Yeah
2: also i like that she bought this bottle of bourbon for me oh yeah and i'm drinking then, it yeah she was the one to open it so a little self-serving but it's fine i'll take it but hey all right and then i guess i am last so i am drinking uh monkey shoulder blended malt scotch whiskey this was actually a gift to me from my buddy uh ian holmquist uh for my promotion in january so thank you ian uh it is a pretty solid uh blended scotch whiskey so with real monkey shoulders i think so it must be because there's a actually secret ingredient in spicy maybe it's like in japan it's like habusaki like you have to actually eat the shoulder when you get to the end of it like habusaki you have to eat the or bite the head off the snake that's in the bottom of the bottle
1: Ugh. have either of you bitten the head off the snake
2: no. no we uh that was the like game we played when i was in japan every time we would go out we would try to like buy enough drinks that Like our buddy was going to be the one that was going to get to the end of it. But somehow we never made it.
0: Yeah, and I was only there for three hours and never got off the plane. Missed
2: opportunity.
1: You could have bitten the head off a snake.
2: wasn't my choice. (laughs) Japan's a good time. We'll kind of like dive right in a little bit here. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we uh, put a call out to our friends and people that were like open to talking about mental health. And specifically mental health in the military. So for most of the time that I've been in, there's... And even still, there's, like, a huge stigma uh, with, like, mental health and uh, seeking help and that sort of thing. It's starting to get a little bit better, I would say. But, I mean, for the longest time that I was in, like, you just didn't talk about it. Nobody went. Um, If you had a clearance, you were super concerned that that was going to cost you your job, like that sort of thing it's starting to trend in the right direction, but um, still something that people don't talk about. And I think that's something that carries over to civilian life too, right? Like it's just uncomfortable. Nobody wants to talk about their problems or feel like a burden or feel like they're like maybe like not strong enough to handle things that other people are. I've had a lot of friends that like got out and only like after they got out, did we find out like, oh yeah, that person was like actually going through like a lot of shit. Like they had like, some form of PTSD or like all these other things that they were going through that they just like never got treatment and suffered through until like after they got out and they felt like they could finally go like kind of get these things taken care of anyway. So we made a, made a call like trying to find some friends that would talk about this kind of stuff with us. And uh, Justin graciously uh, said that he would come on and tell us a little bit about his story and kind of like his perspective on like where we're at and what uh, what could be beneficial about seeking mental health and kind of showing showing us how it could be helpful, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background uh, in the military? you can even go further back than that. Where are you from? Kind of what led you here? Well,
0: I want to go back a little. It was a cold blustery december <laughs> evening twenty ninth A boy is born. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fast forward through all the, the key parts of being overly smart but lazy and graduating second in my class. Hey. Crushed it from the bottom.
2: Also crushed it.
1: Listen, that is a that's an achievement. An achievement. Yeah.
0: I went to college right out of high school. Just a local community college because that's what you had to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And two and a half years later, and only eighteen credit hours, the institution myself agreed. Hmm, maybe you shouldn't come back. <laughs>
2: Was that maybe was that a, was that a mutual decision or was it a little one sided? It was mutual. From there,
0: I just wanted to do stuff with my hands. You know, everybody likes eating. I like people to feel good. Brother in law owns a bakery. Mm. So I kicked that off, worked there for a while. And worked for a grocery chain in their bake shop. Somehow I ended up at the CIA. Not the agency, but the culinary school. <laughs> That's where I got my first, like, real taste of, ooh, my brain feels spicy. But, hey, it was part of the lifestyle, I was told. It's easily fixed by going out immediately after class. I probably showed up to class the next day drunk four <laughs> out of five days a week. I'm Sounds really any...
2: similar to a lot of my experience in the military.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Graduate, do the thing, successful internship, you know, really try to dive in because I was passionate, but passion turned into repeat 110 hour work weeks for not awesome money while having student loans. I had kind of like a it's not you, it's me moment with that career. Who knows where that would have led me, especially for some of the bad habits yeah. the folks yeah. in the food service have. You know, got nervous about telling my parents, hey, you know, I'm not going to use my degree. I'm going to go to the recruiter. Turns out they have been waiting for years. Really? <laughs> like, oh, thank God.
2: So you got to do something. Do something different. No, just stable.
0: Just figure, like, mm, the structure will be better. Yeah. Mm. That was great. That worked. You know, go through all the training, no issue. Being in kitchens, way harder than Air Force BMT. No offense, friends. You're uh, not wrong. Way more physical abuse. And uh, from there on to... You know, good fellow air base for the tech school sounds kind of dumb because it's not always technical.
2: It's like your job training, like yeah. sort of teach you how to do your job. Yeah.
0: And uh, I had a second instance of, ooh, my brain is spicy. Why do I feel this way? I've taken <laughs> tests before. I've failed tests before with no issue. But I was like, my life is on the line. Professionally, not. Yeah. Not worse. But whatever. Just tough it up. Pull yourself together. Got through that, got to beautiful Lackland Air Force Base, San Antonio, <laughs> Texas. I had a really good stretch for probably almost a year and a half. But, you know, not not addressing, you know, the aforementioned spicy brain, you know, things, you know. Build and build and build. Mm. But tough it up. You're in the military now, keep trucking. You don't have time for this. And you don't want to get in trouble. Time went on, and something as simple as a PT test, which is already way more complicated than it needs to be, way more stressed than it needs to be. Yeah, it's
2: not that they're hard. It's that the consequences are so steep. Yeah. Like, so for those not familiar for us with PT tests, you have to take them either every six months or once a year, depending on like what your score is for the Air Force. But the test itself like, really isn't over that overly hard. It's a mile and a half run, and then you have to do a certain amount of push-ups and a certain amount of sit-ups each within a minute. And then they used to tape your waist now waist measurement doesn't count the test itself not overly difficult like they're not it's not overly stringent but if you fail one it has like pretty extreme consequences on like your career so the first one not necessarily terrible you usually just get like it's called paperwork if you're not familiar but basically it's like a written like hey you you screwed up like written warning don't do it again mm-hmm. if you fail enough of them then they'll just like straight up kick you out. And it progressively gets worse between those things. You lose rank, which means you're losing money. But even um, then,
0: it's kind of roll the dice from leadership to leadership. Agreed. Mm -hmm. You know, big picture when you start having your career reviewed, that one bad day. You know, some people genuinely don't prepare. Some people it's really just a bad day that could, you know, affect you. 16 17 years down the line
2: yeah that's the other thing is like even if you don't get like the punitive punishments where you're like kicked out even if you only fell one everything that we do you have to send your last three or last five eprs your surf which is basically just like a quick snapshot of your records and then your fitness scores so like if you're you could fail a pt test and then be applying to something like you know two years or three years or even further down the line and it still shows up It's more stressful than it needs to be, but that's just kind of the mentality that's been around it for as long as I've been in. They're trying to fix it by, like... Well, one of the ways they tried to fix it is they made the standards, like, way more lax and doing some stuff where you get... They call them diagnostic tests. It's diagnostic tests. It's basically practice tests, so you can go in there Mm -hmm. and, like, if you pass, awesome, you keep your score. If you fail, whatever, try again, and you get three of those a year, but... So, you're at Lackland. Mm -hmm. That was where we're at.
0: You know, trying to... Be the best at my job while still learning my job, still learning the ins and outs of just being enlisted. I kept having more and more of those instances where, like, ooh, I can't focus. My brain is just so frazzled, but suck it up, keep moving. And eventually, you know, like I mentioned, like this pressure just builds and builds. And, you know, for some people, you got no idea what's going on. It's like, oh, I'm just, you know, having a bad day. Like, oh, maybe I have a headache. All these weird physical manifestations that you can't explain. But it's anxiety. And they build and grow and they turn into panic attacks, whether you know it or not. You know, so even months out from this very simple test that I had already passed before, losing sleep at night, thinking about a PT test that's four or five months away. Mm. Eventually, a test came. I shook and trembled the whole time. Could not focus. I bombed it. One event in, I already knew. You know, by the end of, you know, running, I'm having a major panic attack. And, you know, go back to the unit. Everyone knows you were there testing. You know, try to take the, you know, quiet door where there shouldn't be a lot of people.
2: Oh, how'd it go? Oh, how'd it go? How'd it go?
0: And it was that, that dear, sweet Kevin Daniel Looney (laughs) immediately saw me. And he knew basically without me telling him, pulled me out in the hall for a grown-up talk. And I've never pictured this, had ideations or any consideration of it. But it just kind of so casually slipped out of my mouth. Like, I failed, so I don't know if I should, like, just kill myself or something. Mm. And versus just, like, a very, like, lax, dark humor, self-deprecation, something felt different about the way I said it. And he immediately snatched me up figuratively, brought me his shirts off, said, hey, we're going over to the hospital. And uh, that's where the adventure started. Started doing pretty regular therapy you know because I, I was at a point like I I don't care what trouble I'm gonna get in only to learn there was no trouble because I went myself
2: yeah mm.
0: you know I didn't wait you know for something at worse and have somebody tell me I need to I called on like you know there I get kicked out or not I I just want to feel well
2: yeah yeah at some points like you're like almost like self-preservation like that's yeah. I don't know can't think of a better way to put it is like more important than what comes, but yeah. you hit on something too. That's like important for us because our medical history, like, and that's all of it. Right. So like your physical health and your mental health is tied to like, whether we are allowed to continue to serve for things like mental health. If you self-report, then uh, generally it's like much better for you. Right. Probably if, if almost you, no consequences. Most of the time,
0: if you show that, you know, you have a problem. Great. You're protecting our investment. We're going to protect you.
2: So awesome. So you, like, self-reported yep. with the help of Looney mm-hmm. and started, like, your path, like, mm-hmm. the help that, you, help that you needed there. It sounds like mm-hmm. it had been something, like, you maybe not recognized that you like, need I, help, but just recognized that your brain functioned yeah, differently, some, something right? something was wrong. Before mm-hmm. that point like in the Air Force, did you feel, oh, maybe I should go do this, and then you that you just couldn't, like, because oh, yeah, you didn't, absolutely. because of the stigma?
0: Absolutely.
2: So... How were you dealing with it before you went to, like, did you go to just, was it just normal mental health that you went to uh, initially? Um, mental health. So if you don't, mental health for us is like your normal, uh, like, psychiatrist generally. Oh, no, they, uh, run of the mill.
0: they definitely tried to filter me through behavioral health first, you know, teach me all sorts of awesome ways to breathe, you know, schedule routines for myself. Like, oh, neat,
2: bud. <laughs> yeah, I've used like, them. I've been like referred to them a few times since I've been in. I've kind of felt the same way where it's like, like I have tinnitus, so I get like bringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. Like send me to behavioral health to deal with tinnitus. It's like nothing that you're teaching me makes the ringing in my ears go away. Like this mm-hmm. is we're wasting both of our times here. Sorry, I don't mean to knock on nope. behavioral health. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to, and I'm sure they help a lot of people.
0: It has a purpose, but sometimes you just know, like, hey, this is not the step for me. You know, fortunately, having a friend slash mentor, you know, be able to, you know, go and, I don't know, maybe flex some rank or just show some seriousness while I could not even gather a thought Yeah. say, hey, this is what he needs.
2: Yeah. He needs more. He needs more than what you're giving him.
0: Go to mental health and learn, oh, my career is not in any risk. You know, after the first, very first appointment, not even prescribed any kind of medication yet. You know, have great leadership come to me with Kevin at my side. You know, have people come show, like, genuine care instead of, you know, worrying about their piece of equipment. Mm. And that helped because I've always been blessed to have, like, atypically good leadership. I think that's one of those other things that really doesn't help people when they are equipment versus.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: you're more person. than just like a number on the page. Yeah. You're, an, you're an actual human yeah. being. And I, I think that leadership is a is a huge factor in that. Like when they show that they care. Can you tell
0: it, who actually cares more about their people yeah. and their mission. I was a good boy. Took my medicine every day. Went to my therapy appointments. Because, you know, anyone that knows about this stuff knows that neither one of those pieces, medication or talk therapy, either one on its own, pretty useless. But together, that's where you can make progress you know you're not taking happy pills you know it can free up all those neurons and receptors in your brain so the talking you can actually soak it in absorb it Mm. and gosh i went weekly for probably over two years and i got to such a good place in life Mm. i'm just you know get into a habit and just keep maintaining things as i Except this is part of my life. This yeah. is keep me going.
1: Well, and it got but you in a good spot. It so did. it's like it's like finding it's finding um, how your pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. fit together for you. Right. Because your puzzle pieces are different than your puzzle pieces versus different my puzzle pieces. So like knowing what, how those fit together perfectly so that you can be the best version of you.
2: Right. Yeah. You needed both elements, right? right. Like you needed the medication, but then you needed to also talk it yep. through, but neither one worked without the other my sister-in-law, Amanda's uh, sister, Carrie is a therapist. And it's like, I don't know why I said that. Like that gives me clout. Like suddenly I know what I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. I'm not a doctor or a therapist. <laughs> like I just need to talk to yeah. somebody about like, Hey, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that's something that A lot of us are guilty of and something that like i mean even i'm guilty of like i don't really if i'm going through something like i just like the way my solution is like i don't talk about it but i want to fix things for everybody else and so like just being able to talk to people is like very helpful the important part is that you find like what works for Mm -hmm. you whether it's just talking or it's talking in medication or it's like talking and medication plus some activity
0: it's a fine line between just using something for therapy you need deflection from responsibility
1: well and then at a certain point you're no longer addressing the problem you're just escaping mm-hmm. the problem if you if you use you know the gym or, or a drink to kind of like unwind and relax a little mm-hmm. bit that's like one thing and you know taking care of your body is is, a, is is important but if you're using that to escape and ignore mm-hmm. It's That's not gonna healthy. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, making sure that you're still addressing the problem and it is going to be key.
0: You've got to know the positive things that identify you, no matter how mundane. Nurture them. Nurture yourself, because the number one relationship you have in life is the one you can't run away from. And you know, back to myself, I felt so great. It's like you know what? I don't need to take my medication anymore, and I'm going to apply for a new assignment. I'm go to Ohio because it's close to home. And wouldn't I leave the day before the pandemic starts? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like having the rug pulled out from under me. Mm. Go from just such an active, busy lifestyle to four and a half months of growing my... Uh, God, what was it? Tom Hanks movie on the island. Castaway. 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 Growing <laughs> my castaway beard in my apartment for four and a half months. Did you have a Wilson? I had my dog. She's basically a pony.
1: Is she? she wait, okay, but... Can we talk about her for two seconds? We'll oh, he out will.
0: Out. Fine.
1: Ah, I loved, oh, clearly, like last episode, you heard our dogs walking around. Clicking their toenails their, that we need to cut. Yeah, clicking, so, clicking their toenails or, clicking on around. our, They're on our four. Okay, I needed to know, okay, what kind of dog do you have?
0: She is half Great Dane, half Black Lab.
1: She's adorable. She is. She's so cute. But
0: you
2: gotta be careful. If you get him started talking about yeah. her, like, no, like I mean, it'll be its own podcast. How
1: old is she?
0: She just turned six on okay. March 26th. She came into my life at a point where I needed more than just my roommate. The last thing I want to do is ask someone else for help or support. Yeah. So when people yeah. just organically give it to me, guess what? You're stuck for life.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm into it. Gotcha. I- uh,
2: well, yeah, he was pointing at me since this is not on video. I'm, like, super happy about that um, to be, like, counted amongst those people for you. So you moved to Ohio. Mm-hmm. and. Literally in the middle of the pandemic. Like, yeah. had he left one day later, he would have not left. Like, he would have been, he would have stayed in Texas. Instead, he's like on the road and then he gets here and our unit is like, hey, oh, by the way, we're not coming to work anymore because of the Rona. Uh, so, have fun. Well, at the time, it was only two weeks, obviously it turned and into we'll like four in a and a half months. So, you were kind of like on a high when you left San Antonio in yeah. terms of like, you feel great, like yeah. everything. Like, hey, like maybe I don't need this stuff anymore. Now you're locked in an apartment by yourself, not by yourself, with your dog. I try not to be too
0: mopey about it, because obviously there's millions of people around the world who had it far worse than me. It felt like everything was taken away from me. Yeah. And like, man, I made this decision, and that just kind of set me down a a slippery slope.
2: Did you realize it during that time, though? Like, oh, like, I'm not okay again, like... I need more help, or were you still kind of like, no, like, I'm okay. This is just a specific situation. Like,
0: oh, this is situational. Like, oh, the whole world's down, depressed, a little anxious because I don't know what's going on. Um, But I wasn't addressing it. You know, I didn't have any kind of therapist lined up here. I wasn't on medication anymore because I wisely made the decision myself to just quit while I was still in Texas because I was doing, you know, all these other lifestyle things that, on their own kept me up at a place but then uh, i didn't have those avenues didn't have my medication didn't have my therapist
2: i had my brain thank you for listening to this episode of the whiskey tango chaos podcast this was part one of our conversation with justin lang and talking about his mental health journey on that topic, if you find yourself in need of some help and you're in the military, please reach out to your first sergeant, a supervisor, a chaplain, or a friend. Uh, just don't be afraid to get connected. Find someone, you don't have to be in this alone. You also have online resources like MilitaryOneSource.com or Give an Hour. Uh, Given Hour is an online resource that offers military veterans and their loved ones access to free mental health care. During the month of ba- May, Whiskey Tango Chaos is selling shirts to raise money to support the efforts of Given Hour. These shirts are 25 bucks, uh, and 100% of the proceeds are going to go to give an hour. You can find the link to purchase those shirts on the Whiskey Tango Chaos Instagram or Facebook at Whiskey Tango Chaos, along with a list of other resources here for you. Again, thanks for listening to this episode and we'll be back with another episode of Whiskey Tango Chaos next week as we uh, tackle part two of Justin Lang's mental health journey.